Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Hey everyone, I'm Gigi Gorgeous. And I am Mimi. And you are listening to the LGBTQ podcast, Queerified. Our podcast brings you sweet, salty, and sour. And tonight we're backstage at Cruise and Tango's waiting to perform. What's up, Toronto? Oh my God, Mimi, it's almost my number. Will you pass me that Krylon TV paint stick? I just handed the DJ my mix. I hope he plays the right song this time. Wait. Is that who I think it is over there? She's about to go on. All I can see is yellow. I can't really see her face. Can you? She has upgraded. But first, please do not forget to call us at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us everything on your mind. And let us know how we did tonight on stage. Or leave us a question for advice. Also, please leave us five stars in a nice review. Like this one from Carta GVL. And she says... I cannot wait for this podcast. I am all ears, honey. Gigi and Mimi are a vibe. And if you tune in, you'll know soon enough. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. You were right. We are a vibe. Oh, my God. The yellow goddess just finished her number. Oh, my God. She just turned around. I saw her face. It's Lemon. 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 Come over here. Can we have a few words with you for our podcast, Queerified? Of course you could bring your drink over. Come set. Here she is from Canada's Drag Race Season 1 and the new franchise, Drag Race UK versus the World. Lemon! Lemon! Welcome back. We are here with none other than your favorite citrus fruit, Lemon! Hi, I'm so excited. How are we doing today, ladies? We're okay. We're okay. Still suffering from the COVID. How are you? I am good. I got my booster today, so I wore a tank top oh, to, okay. to right. celebrate that. Um, but and show it off. You know, just I want to show everyone that I have a band-aid. I feel very kawaii in like a hot <laughs> and sexy kind of way. You know what I mean? So I know exactly how you mean because every single time I get an estrogen shot, I leave the band-aid on for like two days. <laughs> and if I'm acting crazy at all, I'm like, oh, I just got my shot. See? See? Look. Oh, exactly. Exactly. See, that's when you have to go get the like Disney princess band-aids too. So you can really stunt on the girls. Bitch, I got to tell my doctor immediately. <laughs> I, so, okay, wait, to just jump right into a story. Once I hair flipped my way into a speaker and shattered my cheekbone open and was like <gasps> gushing blood all down my face. And so for an entire week, I like couldn't do makeup on one half of my face. <laughs> So, but I was like, oh, but I was so poor. So I was like, I'm going to do my shows, bitch, and I'm getting these booking fees. So I would literally go, mm-hmm. I went and bought some Disney princess band-aids, and I had, like, one on my face, one on my eyebrow, and I was, like, serving for for, for a little bit longer than I needed when, to have. When you shatter a cheekbone, <laughs> do you need to, like, go to the hospital, get it, like, reset, and then? Oh, I didn't, I didn't actually, like, I didn't actually Oh, it's just, like, a big, a big bruise. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was, I was exaggeration. Did you like a Tuesday? It was a Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know, I I cut real deep right there. We improvise. It's what we do. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Lemon, you've had an, an insane quarantine pandemic time. I really have. Dra- the first um, season of Drag Race came out during quarantine, right? It sure did. It sure did. Right as oh my god, it started. Like it was like right, 
right when the quarantine began, we were like, that is so insane. Like, how are you now going through your journey? It's very interesting because I feel like so much Mm. of my life before Drag Race was like, I was living in New York. I was so young and cute and slutty. Mm -hmm. And I could get into any bar and be VIP and sit wherever I wanted and never waited in lines and like all this shit that I was like, oh, this is so cool. I want to be a VIP one day for real. You know what I mean? And and not just like sneak my way in. And then pandemic happens. I actually do become a VIP and I'm at home (laughs) with my dog all Uh the time. (laughs) I will say coming from both sides as well, sneaking in almost is more fun. To VIP. I, no, I honestly Definitely. I think it is. I, <laughs> right? I think it is. Uh-huh. When you're a VIP, it becomes work. Exactly. Not that I would know, but like, <laughs> it becomes work. So you've actually <laughs> just been on the new Drag Race franchise, UK versus the world. Sure was. Going from <laughs> Canada's Drag Race to such a major and iconic. I mean, I've been having so much fun just getting to know the queens again, watching. What's that experience been like for you? And like, talk a little bit about that from the inside perspective. I mean, it's it's very humbling because before, again, before Canada's Drag Race, I didn't, I was living in New York. I didn't know Canadian drag. I didn't know, you know, how incredible these girls were or all the work they were putting in. Mm-hmm. And, and when I walked into the workroom on Canada's, it was like, this wave of like, oh shit, I am like here for some tough competition. These girls are amazing. They are like super, super, super original. And it was just like very um, humbling to like be in that room and be like, wow, like Canada really, you know, Canada's got talent, Mm -hmm. but it was a different show. But you know, (laughs) it was just very cool to like be in that room and feel all of this incredible Canadian energy because I think just mm-hmm. in general, Canada kind of gets like the little brother edit of like the yep. world where we're super sweet and we're super polite. And like, we're honestly just not really taken seriously in entertainment, I feel. So to be in yep. a room like that and see how wrong I was and how wrong so many people were about that was like fucking dope. And to be like part of the legacy of like how fierce Canada's Drag Race is and is going to keep being like, that's legendary. So, so to then be part of like the, first the world, was amazing. be part of like what Canada is in the world. That part is like mm-hmm. mind boggling to me because it, it just, it's like such an honor. It's so fucking cool. I, you know, wish I could have made Canada as proud as I wanted to, but you know what? Live, laugh, lem. Oh my Live, gosh. Laugh, love. You got there. Happens. You got there. I totally feel that though, because I feel like Canada did for a long time get the shit under the stick because it is Canada. It's not mm-hmm. United States. Like everyone thinks that America is just it. But at the end of the day, so many fucking iconic stars are Canadian, you know, like, and that's the gag. It is the gag. So it's like, I feel like in the drag race franchise, just because there aren't as many seasons as, you know, other franchises of it, it it makes it kind of like the little brother, like you said, but they're fucking putting their way up there. Mm -hmm. Like season one was everything. Season two is everything. Season three is going to be epic. Like Canada's on its way. We're really doing that, you know? (laughs) Do you remember season one came in, came out? We were all under quarantine. Everybody was watching that season of Drag Race, right? Like that was the first season that came out while we were all in our homes. I know. Um, go ahead. No, it was just so it was so crazy to like all be sitting there mm-hmm. and to feel like I really felt like everyone was talking about it and mm-hmm. everyone was watching it, which was like an insane amount of pressure, but but also like exactly what you want when you're on drag race so it was it was super cool and it was super not at all what i had ever pictured right (laughs) what was it like preparing for your second round of drag race during the pandemic i mean it's already so hard preparing for a season of television yeah it was really 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 hard because it's like you're really my journey on canada's drag race was like a dream come true. I felt like everything mm-hmm. that happened, I really felt like it showed my real life story and, and everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like I was able to express myself. And the one thing that I was like, oh, I wish that I could have done better in this is like all of my runways were just not quite what I dreamed them to be. But I, you know, I, I didn't have the budget. I didn't have the, the mm-hmm. skill set to be able to make those all myself. You know, I didn't have access to those things. So 
I did the best I could. And there are a lot of runways I'm still so, so proud of, but there's a lot that I look back on and I'm like, girl, you, girl, you really, that denim look you really said. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I liked that look. You know I was what? defending that look. I was like, it's cute. What do you mean? It, it's cute. But it's like it, the fact mm. that is so like divisive like that's that annoys me like I wanted to come out and stunt and have everyone be like she's Mm -hmm. amazing you know what I mean so it's like (laughs) preparing for all-stars I was like okay bitch every single look that I turn the corner in is going to be head to toe perfection there is not going to be a rhinestone out of place there is not going to be a piece of Italian satin that is not dyed to a lemon Mm -hmm. color like I was just like bitch everything is going to be exactly how I dreamt it to be I'm spending every dime I made on Canada's drag race to make sure that like Canada really gets to show the glam, the drama, the fantasy. So, you know, I I feel like I got to show that with the looks I did get to show. So I'm, I'm happy in that way, but it was very hard getting the, the like caliber of drag that I wanted. Mm -hmm, Of course. In the middle of like, Hey, can you run out to the store? No, actually, exactly. they're close. <laughs> exactly. It's almost like a drag queen's worst nightmare because it is so high pressure getting these situations. I've had tons of friends that have gone to the show and not really expected very, you know, that much competition, but they've had the resources. They've been able to have the designers pull things and borrow and drive over. And it, I mean, COVID just fucked so much up and we're we're all over it. It's almost like, do I even want to do it? Like, if, you know, if it was you, like, would you even do it if you didn't have the, um, yes, the resources the answer is, to take someone really fucking brave to go into that? The answer is yes. That? Do it. Always. <laughs> the answer is still Always yes. Do yeah. it. Because this is my point of view is like, you can have all of those costumes and still not make a mark on that show or, or, or just mm-hmm. on the world in, mm-hmm. in, in your, in your way. But, not having the costumes makes a mark in a way that you don't want. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like there, there's this kind of balance between like people do love uh, someone who is not perfect. People don't really of like course. to connect to someone who is just like a hundred percent. No one is flawless. perfect. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So it's, you can't connect to somebody exactly. who's perfect. So you, you need to, but you still need to achieve like as close to the sun as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for that mm-hmm. to make sense and also like i did build a lot of my like branding a lot of what lemon is is on like oh i'm perfect so it's hard then to like <laughs> live up to what Not people expect me to do whereas i'm like even if i'm looking gorgeous like i'm still looking more gorgeous than some of the other girls who aren't looking gorgeous you know what i mean <laughs> but, may- but maybe <laughs> i don't look as good as i could look and then there's the <laughs> the thing right standards you know what? What was the like the biggest difference between the two seasons you were on? Um, I think just like I think Canada, I had a little bit more chance to like prove myself, and even like the talking to the judges, mm-hmm. we didn't really, you know, obviously there's not time in the day for them to come and have a four hour dinner lunch brunch conversation with us like I'm not expecting Michelle Visage to pull up into my hotel room and hop in the bath but it was it was upsetting that I didn't get oh to my like... god how was that <laughs> you were in front of RuPaul and Michelle Visage yeah it was not Brooklyn Heights like what was that like I, it was just like terrifying and awful because as soon as they started talking they were so <laughs> mean to me and I didn't know why so I was just standing there like mm-hmm Right. Oh, we saw, like, yeah, <laughs> right. So I wanted to ask also, I was thinking this while watching, how has Lemon grown first time on TV versus second? What would you tell Lemon? I think the thing about Lemon on season one is that she really was, she, I feel like I was me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the thing about growth is like, you're constantly changing and you're constantly evolving who you already are. And being someone who was very fortunate to like grow up in a household where I was encouraged to like explore myself and to own every part of who I was and to like never be afraid of, you know, femininity or, or masculinity or anything. Like, I think that made my journey super linear i feel like everything about Mm -hmm. lemon is completely different but it's like all the same principles 
Like Lemon is the same person that she always was, but now she's grown up. She's an adult. Do you know what I mean? I I have the budget to make the looks that I want to do. And I'm not here, mm-hmm. you know, to be petty. I'm not here to be, you know, a, a cunt. I never was. I'm, I'm there. To, maybe I'm, a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but for fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm here to make yeah. jokes and make people laugh. And like, I, I'm here to like, poke little mean comments at my friends, but like not to tear people down. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, never. So I think that is, you know, I, I, that was the thing that I like, didn't get to show that I would really wish I got to like, Mm -hmm. you know, share more of was just that like adulthood. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just wanted to know, like, no one wants to go home first. Like, there's this big thing about going home first. <laughs> but, you know, it's not so bad in some cases. There, ha- there have been cases where it's been good. You know, people have taken advantage of going home first. What was that feeling like for you? Was it just, was it just earth shattering? I mean, at the time, it was just, like, really confusing. And I felt really, like, mm-hmm. embarrassed. And I think that's why I was crying so oh, no. much is because I was just, like, Mm-hmm. I felt like I had gone into this thinking like where and then I knew where I would stand kind of thing. And that I had, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that I, that I, that things were going to go differently. Again, what we were just saying about like expectations, you know, mm-hmm. I had walked in there hoping for, to hear RuPaul say like, Oh my God, we are so excited to have you. And, and, and not getting any of that. And then just standing at the back and, and I didn't even get to lip sync to save myself. And I didn't even get to mm-hmm. stand up and, and, you know, fight for like the, what I, here's, you here's know what place I mean? The spot. But, I, spot but I couldn't find the words to say what I wanted because I was just so upset and I was so distraught. You know what I mean? I'm like, all of that happened. And now looking back, I'm like, girl, you're so dramatic. Right. <laughs> but when you're in it, I'm sure it's, it's, it's life or death. Yeah. And I, you, we feel it. I mean, it's a very, very, exactly. very real thing, but I feel like it, it, it mm-hmm. isn't a death sentence. No, exactly. No. And it's like, I, I think, I was like heartbroken because I was just, I I had put all of the pressure of fucking all of Canada on my shoulders. I'm like, I have to win this. So Canada, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I'm like, it was just so uh, disappointing to be stood up there and, 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 you know, to feel like I did a good number and that I was so proud of what I did. And I could feel the girls staring Mm -hmm. at me in a certain direction. And then when we got on the judges panel the judges had a completely different feeling than what I was feeling and what I thought they were feeling and then you know what I mean everything was just spiraling down a hill of like oh my god wait what's going on like I felt like I was in like a teen drama where like the the boy I like just kissed another girl it It fully was that though it was so much so I was just like you know I was I was just I really did want to make my like fan base proud and I wanted to to prove Mm -hmm. to everyone like I, did, I didn't want to come in and be like, you all loved me last time. You're going to love me again. I wanted to go in and be like, I don't care if you hated me. I want you to love me this right. time. You know what I mean? Because right. oh, my shit's ready cool. to go. But it was like just not getting that experience was 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 gay, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but like, I think that I, you know... I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to bounce back. And like, honestly, like... At the end of the day, don't we all want to watch me jump off of a, a box into a split? Like, I feel like, yes. Absolutely. Duh. Oh, my God. But, you know, I think all your fans know, everybody knows that this format of the show is not really about being the best drag queen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not that anymore, right? Yeah. It's a whole new game. I mean, the thing is, it, it could never be about that because drag isn't a, mm-hmm. like, drag is not a, like, qualifiable exactly. art form. Like, no, no art form yeah. is. Like, you can't. You can't say that this piece of art is better than this piece mm-hmm. of art because they have, if they have a different intention, then, then, mm-hmm. you know what I exactly. mean? So, totally. so, yes, absolutely. So it's like, I just, that's why I, I wish I had thought that more when I was there and, and re- reminded yeah. myself, like, girl, it's not that deep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, make a joke. And, and being there is the win. Exactly. But it, it was just like such a, I also was on the bottom 
to episode one of Canada's Drag Race. So I just felt mm -hmm. all of those same feelings of like, oh my God, I'm going home. I don't get to show anything. Like I, I, it was just such a mind fuck of like <laughs> drama um, mm -hmm. and, and feelings. And like, and also I, you know, I thought my number was good and like, I didn't think every number was good and like <laughs> having to sit there and, mm -hmm. and, and like have everyone feel all this joy. And I was like, why well, didn't you fucking like your number? But I was like, I can't do that because I'm not that girl. And also like, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? So I was mm -hmm. just like, I didn't know what to say to anyone because I was just in such like a spinning head thing. So I I'm glad that like it happened in a way because I'm like, I think I think it was like kind of funny like to watch. I mean, wow, that was really good TV, girl. You know what I mean? Like, if anything, you gave them really good TV. Um, but you know, like we live, we laugh, and we do not learn a thing. Well, we <laughs> wish to see you longer on the show, but everything happens for a reason, and we can't wait to see what you do next. Ah, thank you. I'm, you know, I have a lot of things in the work. I have, you know, an EP that I'm writing, got some rapstress skills Ooh, tell coming us. Oh out. my God. But yeah, I'm, I'm working on an EP, trying to get everything together, but I, I want to make sure that I, I write it all myself. And so I don't want to rush that. anything. I want to, I want to make sure that it comes from like, <laughs> you know, my brain and, and, and me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take my time on it. I might pull a Rihanna, but when you get it, you'll live. Perfection you know takes I mean? time. Final Drag Race question. Sorry for all the Drag Race oh, questions. No. Oh, my God. Um, on the first season, you said that you were going to do Gigi Gorgeous for Snatch Game. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Gigi. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really Thank good. Thank you so much. It's literally Thank you so me. Much. Why didn't you end up doing me? So, I just... Okay. I love you, obviously. I love and I you. I always wanted... <laughs> Thanks, girl. I always wanted Lemon to like be in the same world of like the Gigi Gorgeous, the, you know, Paris Hilton, the perfect, beautiful, stunning, iconic blonde girl who just does her thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Nice, kind, sweet biz business woman. <laughs> yes. That's what I live for. Do you know what I mean? So I, the week before, was given a note by Brooklyn and the other judges that I needed to push myself further outside of my comfort zone. Something and different. To, to not, okay. To not post. Those bitches. So I was like, okay, if I do GT right now, they're going to be like, Girl, <laughs> <You're doing you. laughs> girl, it's giving you know? lemon so, still. It's giving lemon, so I was just like, okay, what is the like exact opposite direction, but still blonde? Right, right. Wait, who did you do again? A JoJo Siwa. <laughs> oh yes, yes. it was good. Yes, oh yes, it was good. I you know what? <laughs> different different realm, same person. That's how I feel about like me and uh -huh. me and Jenny Lemon. I feel like me and Jenny Lemon are nature versus nurture. We're the exact same person, <laughs> really? just raised differently. Okay, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're no. I think we both have like irreverent takes on society. They're just completely opposite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay, I so when I was watching you on TV for the first time, I was instantly drawn in. And it was something where, like, I felt like I would be like, oh, I'm the lemon of the season. Like, that is me. I would watch. Mm -hmm. I would hear mm -hmm. your voice. And I'd be like, it sounds like kind of I'm in the season. And oh I want to get a little deep right now. I've always wondered with really, really feminine queens who are very beautiful and all of that. I really I find it so fascinating. The line between a drag queen and the line between being trans. And I want to know mm. your your feelings behind that, your pronouns currently, if you've ever struggled with that. Has it always been an art form to you or sometimes has it been kind of like a female, mm -hmm. you know, presenting kind of vibe outside and in? I first of all love this question. Um, I think for me, I have I am very comfortable as a boy that is incredibly mm -hmm. feminine and I feel like for me, when I play dress up and I put on feminine things, I still feel like I am a boy. But that's just mm -hmm. my, I, I've, I've never really struggled. I've, I've obviously explored the idea of like, hey, do you think you're trans? Because you do like dress up a lot. Right. You know what I mean? Of like, course. hey girl, <laughs> yeah. like you have a few too many pairs of lace panties. <laughs> but uh, for me, I just, I never really felt like 
I was in the wrong place or wrong body. I never felt Mm -hmm. dysphoric. I never felt like I was like, I never felt disconnected from what I saw in the the mirror in that way. And I never, Mm -hmm. you know, looked at my body and thought like, oh, this just isn't what I see when I close my eyes, you know? So for me, for me, drag was kind of more of a, a thing where I almost didn't want to do it because I was like, I don't want people to think that I am trans. I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm, you know, exploring my, my sexuality in this way, because I don't think drag is something that you really explore your sexuality in. I think it is an art form. It's like a performance. Right. But from the outside looking in, it can be, you know, misconstrued in that way. And I totally understand that. You standing very firm in your place is inspiring because I think a lot of the time, like when I see someone so pretty, I'm like, oh my God, they could be trans. They're so beautiful. But that's just me getting excited because I've personally been through it, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, oh my God, Lemon would make such a pretty girl. You're like, I have to help them. I only say it as a compliment. I just, I love, I find it so fascinating because there is. No, of course. Right from the outside looking in, it's like, wow, she's so beautiful. She must want to be a girl. And that's something, that's a question I got a lot. So it's very interesting to hear that you got the same thing. And in a lot of ways, like I do want to be that girl, but like I am, Mm -hmm. I don't, the same reason I'm doing drag and I'm not a trans woman is because I, I'm illusion. not that girl. Right. You know what I mean? I yeah. just respect that girl and I, I see her on the street and I saw Sharpay Evans and I saw, oh, you know, iconic. The, the mean girls in those movies. Bitch. And I was like, oh my God, like that is the, that is the woman who should run the world. That should be our president. That should be our, our, you know <laughs> what I mean? I was like, this is Paris all I need. For president, that video. For president, Gigi for president. I was like, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't care for for the opinions of men <laughs> do you know right, what i mean right. but but yep. i am one so for me mm-hmm. i'm like i don't feel you know like every day i want to wake up and and be lemon mm-hmm. that's not something that i feel lemon to me is like a creation of like mm-hmm. if i was sitting in an audience sitting in a bar who is the dream person that would come out on stage I love she's that. She's a dancer. She's here. She's funny. She's stunning. She's, all of that. she's pretty. She's uh-huh. dumb a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want I, love I want that girl. You know what I she mean? She plays and the so, dumb blonde, yes. but she's in on the joke. Exactly. So, exactly. That's the one. So, so that's just my personal journey. But I, I do think it's like a, an interesting concept just in general because drag is so many different mm-hmm. things and drag manifests itself in so many different ways. And like, we always say like drag is like your innermost, like personality, whatever, but it's like, how (laughs) true is that? Cause then you look at the girls from, you know, Dragula, for example, and their drag Uh is incredibly different. It's so, you know, amazing, but it's like detailed in a completely different way than ours ever would be. And then I've met so many of these girls and they are the sweetest, kindest, like coolest, most accepting people in the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, so your inside look like a demon. But you know what I no. mean? It's like, I think drag yeah. drag can be that, but it can also just be like a, a reflection of like your most ideal world. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is for me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How do you identify? I, I identify as a gay man. He, him, they, mm. them is fine too, but Hell yes. uh, you know, I, for me, it's never mattered, but I also, I will say that mm-hmm. I think that also comes from a place of privilege where I'm able to kind of blend into either world if I wanted to. Right. I, I know totally. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I know I wouldn't have a hard time walking out and, and, you know, passing like as a female. And, and so, so I think that is something that like, 
obviously for me, pronouns don't matter as much because I do have Mm -hmm. control of them. And I think that that's really what a lot of people are looking for when they're looking for someone to call them by the right pronouns is that they are, you know, validated and that they feel like they are in control of how the world sees them and and they should be. And and we should all see them in in the way that they want to be seen in that way too. So I think that's like a, a way to describe what pronouns like help do, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was actually Mm -hmm. really, really, really well said. And I want to talk a little bit. I want to talk about privilege. I do a lot of drugs. (laughs) Oh, come on, (laughs) confessional. I want to talk a little bit about privilege. So coming out, we actually all grew up really close to together, um, to each Mm -hmm. other. I I don't know if many people know that, but we did. I want to know about your coming out process. Was it privilege? Did you go through it? Like walk us through that. How did it all go down? I was very, very, very lucky. It was incredibly privileged. Mm -hmm. My parents, I think, realized when I was maybe two or three (laughs) that I was completely different than my older brother. And just, I, we would, you know, walk into Toys R Us and my brother would run to the blue and I would run to the pink. And my parents were just like, what's like going on? Like our kid is so different (laughs) than like the other kids in his class and the other, you know what I mean? And, and I think my parents too were like, is, you know, is this child trans? Like, is this a female child? Mm -hmm. And we are not sure. Like, so I think they were very understanding that they were like, we're going to have a different life than the other parents, (laughs) you know? So, Mm -hmm. so they were, you know, they were went above and beyond and they did their research. They, you know, went and talked to specialists and they decided like, we need to raise our child in a way that they're going to be confident and they're going to like love themselves and we don't know how to do it. (laughs) So we need to like consult someone. And and I think that's something that like a lot of, a lot of parents don't have the foresight to do because it's like scary to like ask for help and, and be like, I'm a little bit in over my head, but it's like, kids don't come with like a manual, you know what I mean? It's like, you, Mm -hmm. you do have to ask for help. You do have to like ask for, you know, some guidance sometimes. And I think my parents did an incredible job and that made it very easy for me when I was growing up because I knew if I told my parents one thing or another thing that they would still be like, okay, well, we love you. We'll figure it out. We'll like, we'll, we'll learn how to, how to deal with this and how to handle whatever it is. What about externally, like in school? Because me and Gigi, like, we were the bullies. Like, that was our coping mechanism. It was, totally. It's a bully, like, be bullied you know, or bully like, world, honestly, in school. It's very bad. And it it's just, very bad. It seemed like the end of the world. Like, I, it, like going to school every day, it'd be like, well, I know this person's going to pick on me, so no, I'm going to pick on them. And mm-hmm. never physical violence ever for Mimi or I, but it was... It was we giving bully. It really words. was. And, like, I wasn't... We weren't going to take it. We weren't. <laughs> No, no. I don't think I was, I don't think I was really bullied and I don't really think I was like a bully either. I think like I recognize that I was different, but I also recognize that like there was nothing like wrong with it. So if someone were to say something to me, I would like look at them and be like, when, like, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like I have this memory of a, an older kid being like, are you wearing mascara? And I like <laughs> turned to him and I was like, Yeah. Oh my god, that is the scariest thing for them. Like to the, you talking back because they like, do not know what gonna, to do. Are you gonna beat me up because I have mascara on? Like I was like, <laughs> what? Do you want to take this to the next level, or do you want to be done? You never you know. know. And I think that was people like, do. People get beat up people over do. mascara. People get crazy. People get crazy for sure. But I got I got lucky in that way of just being like, let's go. <laughs> like let's talk about this. Let's see what you're really capable of. You know, like. If you're going to hit me, I also, I also went to a, an arts high school. So I was like, not even the gayest person in my class. Oh, okay. Like, okay. So safety in numbers. Safety in numbers. Can I ask, all, just for reference, yes. we can edit it out. Cardinal Carter Academy for the Arts. Oh, she's a city girl. Wait, is that in the city? Well, yes, it is in the city. I'm not technically from the city. She's but a city I, girl. I, I did some transit because, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to dance. To I'm there. not from the city either. That's fine. Yeah. To dance. <laughs> Wait, what took you to New York? It was dance, dance right? Yeah, yeah. So I um, auditioned for the Ailey School and got in, thankfully. And I had only visited New York once for like a couple of days. And I just was like, I think I'm going to do wow. it. <laughs> and so I moved to New York with literally no um, direction, no apartment, no friends. 
nothing. And I met one friend on like Instagram through some other friends. And I was like, Hey, like, can I sleep on your couch for five minutes? And oh my God. Owen, Ballsy. Owen was his name. Super sweet. Became my roommate for two years. We were absolutely obsessed with each other. Perfect Hi. life. Hi, Owen. I love you. And yeah, I just, you know, as soon as I got to New York, I felt like, Oh my God, like everyone here is like me in a way because like everyone's here to do what we're all doing. You know what I mean? Like all of us, like we're all trying to be the same thing right. in a way. Totally. You know what I mean? It's like trying to make the most of ourselves and trying to make ourselves like a, a, something that is remembered. Bitch, that's so, what I live for with that city. I will forever be energized every single time I, I go there. I want to take a little turn. So you being so out, secure within your masculinity, identifying as gay, but then presenting yeah. so female with your drag. <laughs> How's dating life? What is, what does dating life look like for Lemon? Ooh. I mean, I... Dating in the pandemic. Dating in the pandemic. I have standards that are obscene, obviously. Of course, she's I feel picky, like as you should does. be. Mm-hmm. But dating is, like, very, you know... Dating has, like, a million different complicated factors because it's, like, looking for... You know, who's trying to date a famous drag queen? Not anyone mm-hmm. who you who a famous drag queen would want to date. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay. there's the, the two things don't <laughs> coincide. So it's like, I'll find mm-hmm. guys that I really like and they really like me. And then they find out what I do and they're like, just kidding. You know what I mean? Or, oh, or, like, no. or I'll find guys and then they love what I do. And then they find out I'm famous and they're like, oh no, there's too many eyes on us. You know what I mean? Or it's like, mm-hmm. there's just always something it feels like that kind of like, bats it away but I'm also like I'm really happy being single and I don't <laughs> like need someone to be you're not looking no like I'm I'm not like I'm not actively if you are looking. what would the type be let's let's help her Gigi we're looking now okay. we're looking now do you, believe, do you believe in a type do you have a type <laughs> I'm not I don't think like a type no I like guys who so. are really funny that's like obviously important okay. I like guys who are taller than me okay taller is important I like guys how, who, how, how what's your height I'm 5'7 so it's like not hard to find but okay. <laughs> okay. 5'11 is like you know is like fine but like up to 6'4 you know anywhere in that range like we're good okay um, okay honestly yeah like I like guys who are successful you know I don't want to lug around a sack of potatoes with drive with drive mm-hmm. I like guys who are confident okay that makes sense so ambitious confident funny guys that's like yeah that's that, that's not that's not that picky no Gu- it guys is, are it like that picky. Out there. yeah it, no. it is picky but you should be you know like a girl that knows what she wants gets mm-hmm. what she gets what she wants and i feel like it's it not. is it is it doesn't make you like it doesn't make you weaker if you do say like it is so hard dating because that's something that i fully had to admit mm-hmm. yeah. because it is so hard dating being out there it's putting so yourself hard, out but... there being trans being a drag queen like you are like it really does set a lot of people off. But I think the beauty in it that our listeners can take from this is that it makes your niche so much smaller and it makes you actually stronger at the end of the day. I know it might be a bummer to be like, oh my God, he was into me until he found out this about me. It will make you feel like shit about yourself. It will make you feel horrible. But at the end of the day, those who you attract, who be like, oh, you do that for work? That's still cool. Oh, you do this? Oh, that's still cool. Oh, you go, you're super feminine or whatever. That's still cool. That's your niche. And then that's going to exactly. be your soulmate. So just keep, keep searching with, with the regrets and the, the, um, you know, being rejected and all that. It literally is a blessing in disguise. You will find someone one day and be like, mm-hmm. thank God I didn't end up with fucking you're Joe so Schmo right. who accepted half of me and I settled. It's bullshit. Exactly. And it's like, eventually you will find that person that doesn't have any of those hangups and you'll be like, oh, fuck, thank God I wasn't waiting. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God I wasn't in some weird, like, half relationship where he didn't want to be seen with me in public and I didn't want to tag him on Instagram. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck that. Like, no time. I'm very, I'm very like, if you don't want to be absolutely in love with me, like, actually fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Lemon, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast will you stay with us to do some queries oh my god please yes okay we will be right back (laughs) with lemon 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we are back with Miss Drag Queen Extraordinaire Lemon. And if you guys are unaware, we have a hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. Mm -hmm. Ask us advice. Vent to us. Let's talk. We know you have a question. So, Lemon, are you ready to dive into a few of our listener queries? (laughs) Oh, I'm so ready. I'm on the tip of the diving board, baby. (laughs) Diving reference. Come on. Okay. Hi, Gigi. My name's Dante, and I'm from New York, going to Bard College. I was wondering, do you know any trans men? Well, obviously you do, Gothic. But do you know a trans man that has lived past the age of 60? I know it's kind of morbid, but I just started testosterone, and I'm wondering if I want to continue in order to keep my lifespan. Thank you so much for calling New York in the house, Bard College. Hi, Dante. Um, <laughs> hi, Dante. Uh, you're talking to um, a native New Yorker here with us. <laughs> um, that is a morbid question. Gigi, do you know anything about testosterone shortening your life? I need I to Google don't, this. but I, I know plenty of trans women who have li- lived past the age of 60, so I assume it's the same, but maybe that's crazy of me to say. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's just a Google away. Also, I don't think that you should take what you want to perceive, like what you want to be in life as like, will I live that long? I feel like you could do it very healthily with testosterone, like let your doctor know. I don't think you're supposed to be like a a medical professional in those ways. I feel like let them let them do that. Also, by the way, we are not doctors. (laughs) Just want to let you know now. (laughs) You can ask your medical questions, but please don't expect expect a medical answer. Um, Lemon, do you know anything about testosterone shortening lifespan? Unfortunately, I do not. But I feel, uh, you know, that that is a a very interesting question that you should definitely talk to a doctor about Mm. who could help you a lot more than we could. Right. Um, But I think even if, you know, we personally don't know any trans men who've lived to be past mm-hmm. 60 there in in the length of history there have probably been about 50 million so you have nothing to worry mm-hmm. about my doll i'm on 50 million also, it's giving google.com let's google but also mm-hmm. personal advice i would just say do it if you're even like thinking about being Me a trans too. man like hello go like would you rather live like a shorter fulfilling happy life or forever unhappy honestly being unhappy like, could kill you quicker Mic drop. Yes, I. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck. Please give um call us back if you find out from a doctor what the answer is, because we would love to tell everybody else. Okay, our second question. Here we go. Hey Gigi. Hey Mimi. My name is Garrett Hunter, and I'm from Miami, Florida. I am on my way back home right now and listening to your podcast. I absolutely love it. And I guess my question is, I'm going through a transition at the moment, just in the beginning, little baby phases, and I'm trying to pick out a name. And I'm very much feminine and Barbie like Gigi, and the only name that I could think of that fits for me is Gigi. So my question would be, what name do you think would fit most, and how did you pick your name? Thank you, love. Love the podcast. Hi, Gigi. Thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> um, wait, that's what she said, right? That she wants to change think, her name to Gigi? I don't know if she said she that's wants what I to. I think she said the only name that she thinks would be fitting would be Gigi, but I don't know if she wants to make a Gigi. I think she... But isn't I think that she, all you need? Would you, want, would you be mad if she named herself Gigi? Absolutely not. No. Oh, my God. I think it's the highest compliment. Let me just, let me just say... Anybody that takes mm-hmm. Gigi is not taking Gigi. <laughs> I think it's so cute. Like, I know, like, when Gigi Good just started out, she took Gigi from me. 
And I was like, bitch, we're now Gigi squared. And whenever we're together, I make a little joke with her. I'm like, we're Gigi squared. And I just think it's, I, you know what? I think it's all about the essence. If you're choosing the name, I think it's all about mm-hmm. the essence. I feel like she gives Gigi essence, even her voice. I could hear, I so. I could hear Gigi in the voice, honestly. How would you mm-hmm. guys choose your names if you guys were trans? Like, what steps would you do? Well, I think what she uh, is saying is is the perfect choice. If she heard Gigi and thought like, oh, this name fits me. Like if that's the name that, mm-hmm. you know, makes your heart race and makes you feel like, you know, someone's just called your name, like then that's your name. Exactly. You know, I, feel that. I know a lot of trans girls. I, I know totally a lot of trans agree. girls, too. They take like their mom's names or their mom's middle names mm-hmm. or to keep it in the family and stuff like that. But. I mean, a lot of names are like outdated. So literally whatever you think, make it out of the, pick it out of the blue. Like it's, you've got to live with it and you've got to feel the fantasy whenever you say it. So it'll come to you. And if not, Gigi, I'm so down, sister. Yeah, it's Gigi. Let's, why are we running around in circles here? Thank you so much, Gigi, for calling in. And (laughs) We love you, Gigi. Okay, our last question. Here we go. What's up, you beautiful bitches? My name is Chelsea, and I live in South Carolina, and I was born in 1992, just like you guys. So as you know, this year we are going to be turning 30, and I just want to know, first of all, how you guys feel about reaching this milestone in your lives, as well as what advice you might have for maybe not beating yourself up so much for not being exactly where you thought that you would be at a certain age. Love you, Gorge. Chelsea, that is a great question. You know, you tell me and we'll both know because I'm freaking out. <laughs> Lemon, how old are you? I'm 26. I'll be 27 this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm it's almost, almost there. there. But it's mm-hmm. so crazy. 30 is happening so fast. I feel like last year, though, like on the I real, can't. you know, a lot of people have the luxury about lying about their ages, but we don't. There's Google. I don't know what you mean. I I'm mean, 21. I, but I mean, if you look, if you lie about it, it's just you look crazy. It's just a moment. I feel like exactly. last year I was kind of gagging. I'm like, oh my god, I'm not gonna start my name writing it with a two. Mm-hmm. Like I literally was like having like a, a quarter life crisis about it. But I think the closer I approach it, it's past a quarter like, life. April's coming so soon, and I feel like the best way that you can get over like that big age gap, at least the way I do it is mm-hmm. bitch, look at what you've accomplished. Like I look at like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that I've accomplished any, like any less than I thought that I would have, but also I feel like I've exceeded what I've accomplished. And I feel like it's so like a year is so long and 30 years. It's insane. Mm-hmm. You can look back and like, look at milestones that you've had and been like, I actually like made a dent in the world. I did like something fucking major. And then it makes it almost like exciting to start a new chapter. Like I'm excited to be 30, like walk in a room, be like, oh, these little 20 year olds. I'm just, I'm 30 and I'm more mature. (laughs) It's giving. Uh, Yes. I I would love to, you know, 13 going on 30 is one of my favorite movies. So I am, I am, I am just waiting to be 30, flirty and thriving, you know? So oh my God. for me, it's always been something that like, I've been waiting to turn 30. I can't wait to grow older. I can't wait to my hair goes gray. What? I, I really? Think, oh, I'm wow. not there yet. Wow. Honestly, this is a little psychotic mm-hmm. and maybe a little morbid, but I feel like so many people don't get the privilege of like getting older and like seeing what you look like when you're wrinkly and, and, mm-hmm. and old. That's true. And I like want to know, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. And I think holding on to like the beauty of my twenties is a little psychotic to me because I'm like, I have the beauty of my 26 right now. And I'm going to have the beauty of Mm -hmm. my 30 and I'm going to have the beauty of my 40. And like, they don't need to be the same beauty, you know, like you can, you can change and you can look different and you're still just as like, you know, effervescent because it's like what it's more than it's more than like if you have wrinkles, you know what I mean? That's like not what makes a person beautiful. Do you know about um, your Saturn return? I don't mean either. What is that? I want to know. Gigi, I told you this a million times, but I'll say it again. (laughs) So the Saturn return is like the age where Saturn returns to where it was when you were born because it takes Saturn about 27 years (gasps) to orbit around the sun. It's astrology. And it's a time in your life of great um, change or upheaval (laughs) and craziness. And sometimes it's very bad. And other times it's, you know, if you look at it as change, it's good. Sometimes you're leaving it. You're going into it. I'm so excited. Do you feel 
like do you feel like things are changing right now in your life going into um you know a state of change i mean yeah but they uh, like i feel like they always have been that's the other thing is like people have mm-hmm. always asked me like oh what do you plan or like you know this um i don't remember the name i'm sorry but this most recent question they were the asking sad, like saturn appeasal what is it mark <laughs> saturn, saturn return, return. Saturn return. <laughs> i just feel like i don't know I, I, there have been so many things that i've been like oh if i don't get to do this then i won't be happy but then i've like not done that and and found another path to something else that that is not comparable they're completely different things but I, that did make me happy. And it's like to look back and think like, oh, but I didn't get to do the one thing I wanted to do. That is like where you, uh, you know, that is where you like the crazy. change like makes you crazy. Right. It's yeah, almost like it almost like it stunts right your growth. Right. Exactly. It's so, like whatever exactly. happens to you, if it's good or it's bad, like it happened yes. to you, you know, all we all we have is forward. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but this is something that I've learned probably. I mean, literally, I was probably like 14, 15, but. I would be so excited for like a birthday or like uh, a party or like a get together with family. Like, and I would literally amp myself up all week what I was going to wear. I was so excited. I was just like every day up to leading this leading up to this is shit. I can't wait for the day. Your expectations never, ever match the real deal. Never. And I feel like that is so it, it's so comparable to age because it's almost like it's like it's like a silly like let's smoke a joint and talk high talk. But it really is like I really feel it like all the time. I'm like, OK, literally just day at a time, like everything is going to happen for a reason. And just like Lemon was saying, like you you can't really like be like, well, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. You really just have to take it day by day. And then before you know it, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, look at all I've done because I wasn't just harping on that one thing. Yeah, I used to think about that, too. And then I stopped thinking about it a few years ago because I am so somewhere different. Like this is not what I thought my life would be. I thought I truly thought that I would have kids by the time I was 25. And now I can't oh even imagine Oh my God, that's such children. a thing that people like think all the time. And now that I'm right? almost 30, I'm like, I was so wrong. Like my kid would be five <laughs> if it was in my dream. I would have raised a, a, a crackhead. Yeah. I would hate, I would absolutely hate my child. Like right even now, now like, I'm like, so well, kids in, in a few years. I'm like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Maybe. And, well, Maybe 30's okay. Dogs. 30's yes. okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Lemon, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Honestly, you've been amazing. Thank We've loved you. you since your first season of Drag Race. Thank you. Where can people find you? You can find me at my house. <laughs> you can find me. No, you can find me on Instagram. On, on you know, you, everyone knows where to find me. You know what I mean? It's like you just exactly. if you're in the supermarket and you're in the produce aisle, like the yellow fruit next that's to the limes. <laughs> next to the limes. Come on. <laughs> All right, love you, lemon guys. This has been Queerified. We'll see you next week. Love you. Thanks to our very special guest, Lemon, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate and review. It helps us so much and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Stay gorgeous. <laughs>